20, 20, 20, 28 minutes or less podcast. Minutes or Less Podcast with S. Foster. All right, what's good, people? This is S. Foster, and you are tuned into another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And today, got a special guest on here today, man. This is a guy I've known for a long time, man. Old high school days, man. You know what I'm saying? Goes by the name of Nathaniel Goddard, but I call him Nate. I know him as Nate. So, man, what's good with you, man? How you been? Man, I've been good, just just like everybody else, trying to make it through. Got some different times than what we've seen before. So, um, just keeping our heads up, keeping going. That's all we can do. Oh, yes, sir, man. That's that's all I'm doing, man. I'm taking the punches while they're rolling. And uh, and one thing I like to do, man, I was I – was, uh, saying it to you a little earlier, man. So like a little background, like for the people that don't know, I've known you since, uh, let me see, because I was in, I met you in U.S. history class, Mr. Fleming, shout out to Mr. Fleming. And uh, I was a senior at the time and you was a freshman. And for the people that might think that I'm stupid, that <laughs> U.S. history is an elective. You can take that at any time in high school. <laughs> so it wasn't no situation where I was in a freshman class. Anything like that. So, so, uh, <laughs> so I met you in there, man. And like, so you know, what I'm saying we uh, we started talking, you know, hanging out, little stuff like that. And there was a situation that ended up happening. And dude, it was it was so hilarious. I was thinking about that today. And um, so I was I was actually, and I would love her like the other side of it because we never really talked about this situation after it happened. So I was at homeboys. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. I was actually at, and rest in peace to them. I was actually at my homeboys, Mark and um, not Mark, but um, Mike and Corey. You know, um, um, Mike and Corey Jones. Man, rest in peace to them. But I was, I was actually over at their house. It was me and him, with them two, Jermaine, and uh, you know Jermaine, and hey. it was a couple of guys. And so you called me, and you was like, "Yo." He was like, these Blue Ridge dudes, man, tripping. And I was like, man, what happened? He was like, he was like, so you started, you was messing around with this girl, and, and the girl had a boyfriend, and she found out about you. Well, he found out about you. And then, like, the thing, that, and this is how I explained it to people, right? Because I told people, I said, look, I was like, Nate is a white dude. I said, but if you talk to Nate on the phone, I said, he kind of sounds like a black dude, right? <laughs> And I was like, you know you never seen the dude. And so you was telling me, you was like, yo, like you got the dude got on the phone, all this little shit, and he was like, and he was like, yo, if you want to be a real nigga, you know what I'm saying, bring a real nigga, some kind of shit like that. And so you was like, yo, like you down, because we about to meet these dudes. So I'm like, bet. I, I tell all the dudes, like we all, you know what I'm saying, we just in a couple of cars, and it was so funny because I don't even know how. Charlotte even got involved, but like I ended up, me and Jermaine ended up getting in the car with Charlotte, and Carlos was there, Carlos Bennett was there, and like so we roll up and we probably like three or four cars deep, and we think we got a lot of people, and then these dudes roll up in a pickup truck, and it's like, what do you do? 
<laughs> hey man, it was so I don't know what happened on your end, but what ended up happening to me was because a dude walked up to Carlos. Well, Carlos actually, for people that don't know, Carlos is probably like what five seven. <laughs> if that like he's, he's yeah, he's not a tall guy, but he's muscular. And he goes up to the biggest guy and punches him dead in the face. And so then everybody kind of act up. And then this one guy comes to me and he pulls a knife on him. And so I'm like, yo, so you gonna pull a knife on me? And so then, like before I can even make a move, then all of a sudden I heard police. And so like everybody jumping the cars. And then we just end up leaving. So I never really threw a blow or anything. But what ended up happening with you and this dude, man? So my wife makes fun of me for for this all the time. <laughs> We've talked about this multiple times. <laughs> Somehow I got lucky enough to pick out a really, really big dude. And uh, I guess lucky for him. Wasn't lucky for me, man. I, I, <laughs> I ended up with some bumps and bruises that night, man. And uh Come to find out later on down the road, that was one of the people over there that, that you didn't want to pick out. But if I remember correctly, um, I was looking for somebody in particular, probably the guy we were talking to on the phone, and he threw a drink at me and hit me in the head. So that was my initiation for that that little battle, but it, it didn't oh. end very well for me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, so basically it wasn't worth it. <laughs> nah, I mean, it's a memory, right? We're all still here, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. dude, man, those were the times, man. I, I used, I tell people that story, and I was like, yo, that's like, that's the one time where I can look back in my history and be like, you know, that was, that wasn't the smartest idea to do <laughs> that. <laughs> but I was like, man, I want to hold you down though, man, because like you was like, you man, you was a cool dude, man, and it was just like when you called me for my help, and I was just like, yo, I'm here. For you, and so I went out there and see. But the thing with that school, we always beef with that school anyway. Like that was yeah. that was a yeah. couple of like, you know, racial stuff that ended up happening. You know, the whole incident that happened with um, uh, Chad. You know, during yeah. the basketball games, some dudes called him the N word during the game, and then that then that went over to Applebee's, and then you know, yeah. we ended up getting thrown out of Applebee's. So it it had been a whole little thing. I tell people, I was like, dude, it was in the newspaper and everything. Like for people yeah, we, not from around here, and I would tell them that story. Yeah, we had issues with uh, them on the soccer field too, with just, just total issues. Like um, I, I remember playing them for three years straight, where it was basically pretty much a brawl. I'm talking parents and everything after every soccer game. Um, most people pretty much wouldn't know that nobody watched soccer, but you know, I was on the team, so. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I mean, it, it was issues. And, you know, after all that, my wife, uh, my wife is from Blue Ridge. She went to Blue Ridge. Oh, man. <laughs> so she probably heard about it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. why she picked on you about it. I didn't, I didn't meet, meet her until after high school, but she knew who I was from stuff like that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. So she, she, she didn't have the, the best impression of you from oh, the no. beginning. No, nah, in the beginning, she hated me. The first day we met, she hated me. <laughs> She'll tell you that straight up. <laughs> I had to work on her. Um, hey, that's what you got to do, man. Hey, if it's something that you want, man, you got to put that work in, man. You was able to flip that's her. Right. So that's, that's what's right. up, man. Congratulations on that. And congratulations on the child. I know it's older now, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I haven't talked to you. Yeah. But, um, but another 
thing, yeah, man. Another thing is, um, people don't know because you know you one of those type dudes, man. Um, and and I appreciate stuff like this because like everything don't have to be in front of people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I went through you know some stuff a couple of years ago. You know, people. I think that the assumption is that people think that when I was going through a lot of the things that I was going through, I think some people think it was because of the breakup that I went through, you know, cause I had, you know, broke up with my ex-wife or whatnot. And it, it wasn't even really that it was stuff that transpired after that, that like kind of, you know, put me in this hole. It wasn't really like, you know, the marriage thing. It was some stuff that happened after that. And like the shit really like, you know what I'm saying? Fucked me up. And you was one of the people, man. And it wasn't a lot of people. There was a few people who did, but like every once in a while, you was one of those dudes who just, you know, reached out to me through messenger. Yo, you all right? I'm like, yo, I'm good. You like just checking on you like little shit like that, man. I appreciate that. I wanted to say it publicly how that little stuff like that, man, it means a lot, man. I wanted to thank you on the podcast and say I appreciate you doing things like that. No problem, man. That's what I, that's what people are for. Oh yeah, man, for sure. And and but you know, but everybody didn't do that like no. People that, you know, people that I hung out with heavily, like in high school, like, you know, some of them never even reached out and even said anything. But, you know, just for you to do that. And then not only that, but like really be like supporting the podcast and stuff like that, because this is a field that is not really I think is is new to some people. But at the same time, it's like it's just one of those things where when it comes to support, like it's really hard to get. And, you know, for somebody like you to, you know, give me that support and give me feedback on the podcast and stuff like that, man, you're real one for that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, you know, going back just, just a little bit, um, everybody has struggles, not just you, not just me, but a lot of times we find out that when, when people kind of in a sense, not not necessarily make the exact struggle known, but let known that there's something on the mind, you know? I mean, that that's a key sign to a decent individual that, you know, these people these people just, just reach out. That way they know that somebody's out there in case they need them. And I've seen a lot of, you know, I've needed help in the past, and I've seen a lot of people um, that have needed help with a lot of different things. You know, it could be minor or major, but – uh, things that affect people differently. And if you just reach out, uh, people need people. So if you just reach out, then they will be, they'll know that somebody is there in case they really do feel like they need to reach back to them for whatever reason. So, I mean, that's just, that's just people need people, man. It's a simple concept. Oh yeah, for sure, man. But, but the thing is, was always simple to some. It's not simple to all. You know what I'm saying? And like, it, it's it's just one of those things where, like, <laughs> like the easiest thing to say is like, yo, it just takes common sense. But then you, when you get older, you see that common sense ain't so common. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it's a, it's an easy phrase to say, but it's not always the easiest thing for people to do. And something else that I want. Oh, you got. It takes experience for uh, for somebody to go through some a struggle and realize how bad they need people. And in, in my case, I, I've been through a few struggles. Well, in those times, you need people. And if you don't get people or if you do get people, you see what it does for you. And then that's your opportunity to know, hey, I needed people. So 
you know, if somebody hasn't had one of those struggles where they felt like they needed somebody before, they not they may not realize how real that need is. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Because like cause I thought I thought that like, you know, oh man, I'm good. Like I don't need nobody and all that type of stuff. But then like, you know, when it's when it's people to reach out to you and 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 the unexpected one, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was unexpected. And then like it'll be like a day where it was like you know, I haven't heard nothing from anybody and it'd just be out of the blue. You know what I'm saying? Messenger would pop up and it would be you. That's some that's some real shit, man. And you hit me up. Um and, and I seen, you know, because I, I be seeing, I be watching, you know, I might not comment on things and things like that, but you know, I seen that you was, you know, and you had some things in development. And um and you reached out to me one day and you was just like you know, congratulations on the, uh, because uh, I mentioned that we was going into the fourth year of the Stolen Time podcast, and you was like, you said something that threw me off, and you said that you know I kind of motivated you to chase your dreams, and you know you getting into real estate. So, how did that even how did that even happen? Because I don't think you're a guy that would just say something if you didn't mean it. Well, I mean it's simple. Somebody somebody reached out to me uh, yesterday on Messenger. And uh, it was an old old friend from high school, female. She is a self-employed person. And mm-hmm. I've, oh, I've always had the mindset. I wanted to be an entrepreneur and self, you know, build something for myself, something that hopefully would be successful enough to leave for the kids or beyond that, you know, and to be able to spend more time in the community and stuff like that. And running a nine to fiver, which I know you don't run nine to fiver, you probably run like a nine to 11 p.m. or something like that <laughs> driving that truck but you know you you don't have all that time but if you learn to be successful um in a shorter period of time of the day you can do other things to impact people help people or whatever so i mean just seeing you working full time and like a, there's a lot of people that are around me um or or that i see through social media like you and stuff that still make the time to start that journey of doing something for yourself. So it's kind of like I call them the go-getters. That's what I told her. I've envied the go-getters for a long time. And it was just like, you know, I'd be mad if I didn't try. So here I am trying. All you go-getters are doing it. So why, why shouldn't I, if that's something that I really want to do. So. What's up? So how, so how did that process start? What made you say, yo, I want to get into real estate and be a broker. Uh, real estate wasn't even wasn't even a, a thought until just a few months before you you saw that I became a real estate agent. There was another thing that I had been um, I've been practicing for about five years, uh, getting involved with the stock market and practicing it for a really long time. And I wanted to make that my full time because successfully, if that's a full time thing, then I'll have a lot of time to give to my family and other people. So that was my main goal. And when I went full time with that back in, I think, July or August, I realized now, since I've been treating patients for a decade, I'm missing out on people time. I'm the type of person that needs people. So I said, you know what? There was always a little itch in the back of my head for something about real estate. So let's give it a shot. So I hit the online school, um, did all the schooling online, took my test, passed it. And come to find out, you know, I'm really enjoying it. And I mean, right now with real estate in our area, 
you can imagine it was really busy. So I'm putting more hours in than I thought I would, um, which is okay. You know, it's fun. I can still do the other stuff that I want to do because a lot of times many folks aren't ready to see a house before 12 p.m. anyway. And I can do a lot of my other work that I was wanting to do before then. So once the kids get put in uh, school each morning and stuff like that, it gives me several hours to get that kind of thing done and then start talking with clients and potential clients on the real estate market. So like I said, I ended up uh, liking it a lot more than what I knew I would. Not that I didn't think I wasn't going to like it, but it's turned out to be a really good mix of self-employment in both ways. So That's what's up, man. At, at the end of the podcast, I want you to shout out, you know what I'm saying, where you're working, all that type of stuff. But something okay. else I wanted to mention was um, I actually was in the same grade with your brother. And mm-hmm. um, and your brother is like people really do not understand, like how talented your brother is. Like I've been seeing your brother art for like years. Because like I say, I've known your brother before I knew you. And like, yeah. so how is your brother? How's it going with all his art, man? Like is he's like selling his art now or anything? Man, I try to push his art for him. He at times it feels like he he's going to be really excited to hear you say that, too. I'm going to make sure that he listens. Um, he, uh, he does it. He loves to do it. He does it as a hobby. Um, it should be way more than a hobby. I think we both could agree. He's amazing at it. Um, it's just one of those things, man. He does it when I think it's kind of one of those things, uh, you know, some people go to music when they need me time and some people go outdoors or, or whatever. I think for him, that's his me time. And, and at this rate, as much as I try to push him to get involved in, in, using that as, you know, some type of successful means, he's he's pretty laid back with it. Uh, quite amazing at what he does, but just so laid back with it. And I can only, I can only you know, push him so much, but uh, I do, I do. Every time I see his work, I'm like, dude, yeah. He works in construction. He's in the construction field. He's really good at what he does in the construction field, and uh, he does like to be out there doing that. But, man, I'll tell you what. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and in construction, like he's messing with his hands. His hands is valuable, man. He can't be messing up his hands out. There, man. Yeah, yeah, man. His his stuff is dope. I be seeing the stuff you be posting, and I be like, man, that dude is still still talented, man. Like, because I remember, like he he's been drawing for a long time, and we've had yeah. you know a couple of classes here and you know here and there together, and. You know, I, I had to mention it, man, because like, man, Noah, Noah got some talent, man. And I think that people need to need to recognize like how talented it was. But, you know, but I think that also like, you know, with you being an entrepreneur like you are, like you would be the perfect person to, you know, try to talk him into doing that. Like, I don't think anybody else could probably plant that seed in his head other than you. I think I think you get through. Him. I think you get through at some point. Entrepreneurship, man, you know, it, it's the same for me as it is for you. And you did, you started your podcast because of your mindset. Uh, it's a true mindset. So, you know, there's people, there's entrepreneurs, there's people that support entrepreneurs and there's people that don't believe in entrepreneurs. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, that that's all there is to it. Um, you know, I can't really tell you why people don't support them. And, you know, some instances it seems like, you know, well, if I can't do it, I don't want them to do it or something. But um, first, they got to believe in themselves, man. That's what it comes down to. So, Oh, for sure. 
have to have to. But man, so how how COVID been treating you, man? Um, you know, we've been I'm, I can't even call it locked down, but I mean, it's been let's just say it's been funny, man. It's, it's been going on a year now. What things has mm-hmm. been kind of wild. So so how COVID been treating you, and also your new profession has that. Well, you joined this profession, so you don't know how it was before, I guess. So, right, how's right, that right. so I, I came out of the medical profession to go into these these other fields, and the medical profession, um, man, COVID might have helped drive me out. Uh, it, it was just getting too crazy in there, and I wasn't um, necessarily treating people. I wasn't on the front lines of like the hospital workers treating people with COVID, um, but you know how everybody out there um, was taking precautions really seriously and things like that. So um, the fences, you know, were, were in place, the guidelines and all that stuff and medical field, it made it tough. I still do some fill in in the medical field and it's still very, very strict and it doesn't help uh, the process. It doesn't help uh, particularly in my field. You know, when we talk to each other as humans, we like to, interact not just with voice but with our visuals so we like to see people smile and stuff like that and you can't so it's you know because you're wearing masks so it's difficult um it definitely helped kick kick my butt out of that field i think so uh, you know in a positive way for me but i know a lot of my peers that are still in that field they they're not having a whole lot of fun with it that's for sure try to make the best of it obviously but uh, with real estate, um, we see some precautions. We do what the if I wanted to if you wanted to go see somebody's house and I was going to take you in there, um, we would do what they asked. If they didn't ask any COVID pre- precautions, then we would just um, you know do our normal like hand sanitizer and stuff like that. Um, certain people that I meet, they prefer as soon as we meet, I have a mask on and all that stuff. Um, so. They, you know, the homeowners, it's really about respecting what, what they ask because we're, we're entering into their home. Um, so it's pretty much, it, it's like when I look at a small business, if a small business has the sign on the window that says we require a mask, it's the same thing as requiring certain shoes. Uh, I don't own stock in that business. I don't own part of that business. So whether or not I believe in wearing a mask or whatever, uh, you do it because you respect their business. Otherwise, Really, you don't have any business being in there. They own it. They put the rules up. So, yeah, man, and I'm I'm glad you said that, man, because like my whole thing is, you know, I, I see a lot of things on social media as far as like, you know, how it was politicized and how people would say, oh, well, if you're wearing a mask, you a sheep, and all this type of stuff. You do whatever they tell you to do, and and it's like my thing is just like it's a professional courtesy, you know what I'm saying? And like I deal with customers all day, every day. I'm saying I have over a hundred stops a day and I go into different businesses and like some people have masks on, some don't, but I always got mine on. I don't mm-hmm. feel that I'm a sheep. I feel that I'm just protecting my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's at home, you know? So I'm glad you said that because it's like, I think that some people really take it just a little too far. Like it's a serious issue, but I think that how they do this whole little thing of like, oh, well, I want to prove to everybody that I don't believe in this, so I'm gonna not wear a mask just to be difficult. So it's, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, like I said, I mean, private business. If if you want, if I own a place of business and you want to come in, but you don't want to follow my rules, uh, 
you know, you know where the door is, you know, or vice versa. I know where your yeah. door is to get out. So um, respect is something we don't see a lot of anymore, but it's something that needs to come back or it ain't going to be pretty. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And you're a very respectable dude, man, even when you – when I see you in the comment section, because you, you are a guy that's, um, you know, you don't mind debating, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think that, I mean, like my thing is I don't mind it, but I think that it's a little more difficult to do as far as in the comment section. That's on one thing I tell, um, you know, our friend Sinclair, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, dude, why do you argue with people in a comment section? Because like saying it to someone and then reading it, they might take it a different way. So what make you be so opinionated on, you know, jumping in comment sections and saying some of the things that you feel, even though it could be interpreted a different way than you said it? Mood, man. Mood makes people want to jump in on comments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, uh, emotions make us do a lot of things, right? So whether it's a good emotion or bad emotion, we act on those. And um, I've backed off that stuff a lot lately because of the context. No matter what I type, it can be taken out of context because you can't hear my voice. And, you know, I mean, we can read an entire book and feel like we understand it and then go watch the play of that book and be like, I didn't even understand it at all when I read that book because I was so far out of context. So context is the big key there and you don't get context on commenting on uh, social media or writing anything you can't really get context unless you know the person personally which i mean how many how many people that would comment on things and then there's 30 different people that comment how many of them do you know personally one two maybe so context is is the full picture that we don't ever get Oh, most definitely, man. And that, and that's why, like, I usually try to stay out of it. But you're right, though. Sometimes it's mood. Like, sometimes, like, I got to get something off. And it's mm-hmm. just like, because, like, it, there are so many misinformed people. And, like, I've noticed, you know, throughout the last couple of years, really, really since, like, 2008, really, like, it's been, it's been a lot of misinformation being thrown around about a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just like I noticed like with the last like two elections, you know, there's been friendships that has broken up. There has been, you know, even families that has broken up because everything has been so divided. And one thing that I've noticed that you have been doing and what you've been saying is, you know, this is like the whole design. The whole design is to divide us. And it's just great to see someone mention that. And then also like how you even um, uh, you commented on something that I was doing about Fred Hampton and like Fred, like that's, that's why he's like my, now, like I said, I always say there's no disrespect to, you know, Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or anything like that. But like Fred was, he found a way to, you know, unite all people. And like, that's like my whole thing. Like that's my whole motto of like, I want everybody to, it's never going to happen, but like if, if we can all get into that, that lane of like the way that he thought and the way he was able to unite people, I thought that was so dope. And I think that it's dope that you do the same thing because like the, honestly, like just from reading things you say, like, I don't know where you lean. 
but it don't seem like you really lean. It seems like you really in the middle, and it's like you, it's like you for the betterment of the people, basically. That's how I take it. So I try my best, and um, you know, always got word to do. I try my best to reference a biblical way of life. I'm a religious man, so um, it's loving thy neighbor. It doesn't matter what the neighbor thinks, but you gotta love the neighbor. Um, it, it, it's simple. You gotta love the neighbor, and there's gonna be no matter how many things that we disagree on, there's gonna be things that we agree on. Uh, and one of the strengths that I think Fred Hampton had was, you know, he didn't he didn't have social media, and some people would be like, well, that's a weakness. Now that's a strength because in order to get the word out and actually do the work, you had to be in front of the people. So there's a lot of things that a lot of people disagree on on social media and act like they're ready to kill each other or go ahead and get you out of my family. We're not family anymore or whatever. Delete me if, you know, all that stuff. Versus if me and that person were standing in front of each other, we'll get through that conversation. It might be heated and heavy, but by the time we walk away, we could be shaking hands or hugging or whatever because we found the same road it took us forever to get there but we found the same road to try to move forward to a solution to the issue that we're talking about yeah and that's that's a that's a, a definitely a dope way to see it man because like it, it's been it's been bad and like my thing is i've i've known that you know when it comes to you know uh the 45th president and everything like i've never i haven't I can say I haven't had a lot of positive things to say about him, but like at the same time, like he actually, because like, I mean, I started the podcast while he was president. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, so I found a lot of comedic moments, a lot of funny moments, but there also was some things that I didn't feel was funny or some of the things that were said. And then, and I think the way I came about it was, I think that what people need to realize that just like people, there's no such thing as a perfect person and there's no such thing as a perfect politician. Mm. And I think that what people need to do is like not because my thing is I, I never understood how some people can like ride like so hard for somebody. And it's just like, well, do you agree with everything they say? Because I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I never understood how you could like agree with everything somebody say. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just been like this country has it, it's been so wild and I think that what people I think the great thing about it is that there are people like you in the world because like I don't think you get like your importance that was that's one of the reasons why I've been wanting to get you on for so long because you know we've just been having some schedule issues and all this type of stuff because you're a busy man um but like I I just want I just want to say I just want people to understand like you is a perfect person to bring business to as far as your real estate business like you are a type of person that I would love to see get a lot of commission because like you just overall just a good guy, man. Overall a good guy. And like I said, you know, before I had if there's unless there's anything else that you want to get off your chest real quick before I said this. Was there anything else you wanted to get off your chest? 
One thing real quick. First off, thanks. I appreciate that, man. It's, uh, as you know, getting pushed by other people motivated to, to do something that you want to do out there on your own, it's, it's not easy. And the support is uh, beyond what most people can understand. Uh, just jumping back, you said something about not, uh, there's no perfect politicians. Po- I've, I haven't found a politician that's ever um, not been a good professional liar. <laughs> so you got to <laughs> keep that in mind. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, what do we work for? We work for us, ours, and our community, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many perfect politicians are out there working for Greer, South Carolina? Okay, so if you get down to Greer, South Carolina, how many perfect politicians are out there working for your family or my family? Zero. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're doing it for us, our families, and our community. And none of them are doing it, but they make everything sound like they want to do it. So people, not politicians, people have to be together and make the decisions and make the moves. Uh, the the politicians aren't going to do a thing for us. That's just the way it is. And I think we all know that. Um, but we let things like social media, the context of the way things come across a keyboard and stuff like that divide us. And it's, it's a dangerous position to be in when we're supposed to be uniting as a community. I guarantee you we all can find a common road somewhere to fix. Even if we were able to just fix one problem, that's one less problem. Oh, yeah. Like, man, like, the thing is, like, yo, I said this before, like, we all here together. You know what I'm saying? Like, the best thing to do is to get along because, like, the, like, the, like, my Uncle Washington said all the time, like, it's one man, one vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as the people, if we all came together and just figured out some of the things that was more similar, because, like, it's not about race. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, they turned it into a class thing. So it's like everybody that's in that class need to figure out, like, we need to let bygones be bygones. You know, really, honestly, like, fuck all the bullshit. Like, what's the best thing that can get our families to go forward? Right. And it's not race that's slowing yeah. us down. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah. so I think that people really need to understand that, man. But, um, you know, like I said, man, I need you to um, plug all of your stuff, man, as far as, you know, the real estate place you work at, where people can find you on social media, all those type things, man. All right, cool. I appreciate it. So I am uh, with Casey Group Real Estate in Greer. And uh, you can find me on Facebook at Nathan Goddard, comma, Realtor. Uh, you can get in touch with me. It's got my phone number and all that good stuff. However you want to get in touch with me, even just for any questions, I can help you with, you know, find answers for whatever that you want to find. Um, and what I'm not not in it all for uh, making commissions, but to help enlighten people. Um, you know, if, if they just have simple questions on financing and stuff like that, I can get you with the right people for that. I don't do that, but I can get you with the right people. So connections, resources, anything like that, just give me a holler. That's what's up, man. Like, I, I wish you nothing but success, man, Um, because, like, you've always been a real one, man. It's been behind the scenes, but I think that's what it is. I think that's the, the best way to be because I think that when people do things, like, just to be – like out in front street, like I want people to know I done this. You know what I'm saying? Like they they do it like they're just like likes. Like some people will, you know, like stuff just 
for the fact because they want people to see them. You know what I mean? And like yeah, you never, yeah, <laughs> you never done that, man. Speaking of just liking likes, aren't the entrepreneurs, aren't all of us out there wishing we had 4,000 likes on, on our, you know, our posts or whatever like that? And that's when we, we seem to catch all the hate, man. <laughs> I'm not liking that. Post. That's not going to benefit me any. But, man, I could go out there and act crazy as a hoot and take my shirt off and swing it around and get 40 shares or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like my <laughs> like my guy Casey, man, like the guy that does all the music for the podcast. Like I was, you know, I was just telling him because like this this podcasting thing, man, is is really up and down. It can be an emotional roller coaster, man, when it comes to support. And he was just like, "Yo," he was like, "Well, you need to do something that uh that make you go viral." He said, "Once you just go on the podcast and scream how you're a Trump supporter and all this stuff," and I was like, "I said, man, I can't do that, man." I said, "One thing I'm never gonna do, I'm never gonna sell my soul." You know what I'm saying? To go viral, like, you know, I, I when I do the podcast, I do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never beside myself. I'm always me. Like, if somebody meet me out in public and they only heard me on a podcast. I'm the same guy, you know what yeah. I mean? And I don't think that going viral, you know what I'm saying, to get on, I don't think that's the way. I just think that I'm going to go with my personality the way that I am, and I'm going to roll with it that way. I hear you. Yeah, definitely. Just stay in the lane, man. Stay in the lane. Definitely. Oh, yes, sir, man. And look, man, I appreciate all your support, man. I will hope you will continue to support um, I'm definitely going to put this out, man. Hopefully people, hopefully you hear something about it, man. Um, because you know, like you, you're a real one and I, and I let people know that you are, I appreciate your time cause you're a busy man. I hear your family in the background. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna let you go ahead and get back to them. Cause I ain't trying to get you in trouble. Your wife needs you to go to the store, man. I hear you, man. I appreciate, <laughs> you. I appreciate you having me on, man. Ain't no problem, man. I appreciate you, Nate, man. Right, man. Take care, bro. All right, you too. All right, everybody. That was uh, episode 37 of the podcast. I appreciate Nate for coming on with me. Um, I hope that everybody will go um, check out his uh, Facebook page and the realtor place that he works at. Uh, also, man, shout out to his brother, man. For um, Before I get up out of here, shout out to uh, Noah, man. Noah is a very, very talented dude with, when it comes to the art. And uh, before I get out of here, man, shout out to Casey. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy, man. Shout out to Uncle Washington. Shout out to uh, my guy, Scoops Bronson. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jamal Dean. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Sinclair. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate everybody's support. And until the next time, this was episode 37 of the 28 Minutes or Less, and I'm out.